Welcome to the Random Wellness Podcast with your host, Nicole Van Quaito, nutritionist, owner, Simply Nick, and taco enthusiast. Join me each week for all things random wellness, including intuitive nutrition, entrepreneurship, holistic living, good vibes, and a dash of woo-woo. I hope this podcast gives you a good laugh, teaches you something new, and helps you up-level your health. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Random Wellness Podcast with myself, Nicole Van Quaitham. I'm super excited to introduce to you Meg from Get Glow TO. Meg is an acne expert and holistic nutritionist. I actually worked with Meg probably a couple years ago with my skin, and it was honestly a huge game changer. I already knew that my hormones and digestion were off, but even just like the skincare products that she recommended makes made such a big difference in my life, which we talk about on the podcast. Um, We talk a lot about the myths in terms of acne. So, you know, what you're putting on your face, um, what can cause acne, what might not be causing acne. We talk about mindset, food freedom, uh, hormones, digestion, uh, you know, natural products, things like that. So if you're someone who has skin issues, then I highly, highly recommend that you listen to this episode and also reach out to Meg and give her a follow on Instagram. Uh, she's just, you know, a wealth of information and just one of those people out there who is really committed to helping women out there achieve, you know, clear skin, but more than that, you know, that food freedom, working on that mindset, that self-acceptance. So um, enjoy today's episode and let me know what you think. All right. So first hard hitting question. Are you ready? Yes. What is your favorite food? Oh, okay. So, (laughs) oh, it's kind of a tie between broccoli and ice cream. Very random. I like broccoli more than anything in the whole entire world. I go through probably, I honestly, realistically like six to eight heads a week with my, with my fiance, but like I eat it at every meal. It's I'm obsessed. That is like, is it like a taste or texture thing? I've just always loved it. I, yeah, I love the taste, but I like make it with nutritional yeast yeah. and like everything with the bagel seasoning and mm. I roast it all crispy and then I put hot sauce on it. Like it's like, it's not just like steamed broccoli, Okay, <laughs> but it's my fave. And then the other one would be ice cream for sure. And now is the season for President's Choice, their seasonal candy cane ice cream. And there's nothing better in the whole entire world for me. Um. I haven't had that ice cream in so long, but like, that's oh, a good one. To. I have okay. to. You have oh. to. I, I just let myself have it because it's seasonal, right? It comes out in November. It's gone by end of December. Yeah. And I let myself have it as much as I want. And I'm talking like, I am so bad that I'll have it like after lunch, after dinner, like twice a day, but yeah. I don't care. It's Treat seasonal. Yourself. Yeah. It's like, I don't even ever go to Martin's, but the candy cane hot chocolate's like probably coming out soon. Good? And I yeah. usually just, and the funny thing is I usually just want like a small, yeah. Like, well, it's all and, you need. Yeah. Or, and I'll like literally have like a few sips and be like, okay, that was amazing. But also like, I think I'm going to like pass out from like a sugar. <laughs> so I know it's so funny when you start to, I have a bunch of clients that are going through that right now where we've obviously, you know, stopped a lot of like the processed sugars and then right. they ate a Halloween candy and they're like, Ooh, this is way too sweet. Like I don't enjoy this at all anymore. And that's what happens, right? When you do give up that, like processed garbage and you just have kind of natural sugars you're like it's this is too much it's like assaulting to your (laughs) I'm like what is this like little steps I'm like moving on but still have to do it just because you know 
seasonal. Yeah. Oh, same thing with this ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite color? Uh, purple. I love purple, but mm. I love pink too, but purple for sure would be my like, go-to. I find okay. it very like calming. Um, and like, I like like a light lavender, you mm. know? Yes. Yeah. It's my vibe. Good. Good choice. All right. Favorite place you've traveled. It's so funny. My fiance and I were just talking about our favorite trips because we're like so nostalgic, like looking through pictures. Right. Like, Remember when? It's tied between. I know I keep giving you two answers, but that's just this. how I roll. No. Um, it's tied between Iceland and Portugal. Both were just like such incredible trips. Iceland, just because it was such an adventure trip that we'd never really done, where you're like mm-hmm. constantly moving and like seeing all these sites and like it's just like you're in a different universe, really. Like you feel like you're on a different planet there. The people were super cool. The food was super amazing. And it was just like, unlike any place I'd ever been. Mm. Um, And Portugal was just like gorgeous. The food was great. The people were awesome. It was like totally reasonable in terms of like expenses. Like it was just like really fun. Interesting. You know what? I'm going to take this as a sign. I was like thinking about Iceland the other day and I was like, I really want to go. So I'm just going to take this as like, yeah, I have to go. <laughs> it was incredible. I honestly, 10 out of 10 would recommend. And obviously we only did like one side of the loop, but I would go back and do the other side. Like it was, it was Amazing. super cool. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. All right. COVID aside, where's mm-hmm. the next place you want to travel? <sighs> I don't really have anything on my list. I really want to go to New Zealand, but I, I fear for the flight. <laughs> I'm not a very good traveler and I'm quite tall. And so I feel like that might be a treat yourself when you hit a milestone of being able to do first class trip. But that's like on my list. I I have a best friend who's out there and I've just heard it's just incredible. The people are amazing. The hiking's super cool. And again, the landscape's unlike anything. Right. Uh, So yeah, I think that would be my like top. Okay. One day you'll get that. Okay. Yeah. first class yeah, yeah exactly totally. goals you gotta have goals right I love that a lot far away but you never know yeah like I want like if I ever go to, like Australia or like New Zealand I want like the seats where you can like literally see, like a full-on pod yeah. with TV. You need the pod I don't yeah. know how else I could do it it's too long I'm short and I'm saying this oh yeah yeah gotta have the pod <laughs> all right what is your favorite skincare product Oh, that's very hard. hard. Oh, God. Um, okay. Truly, probably mandelic acid. Okay. Um, is my favorite. Yeah, because I think it's just so versatile. It does so much. It's good for acne. It's good for scarring. It's good for hydration. Mm. I really, I think that's, pro- if I had to pick one, it'd probably be that. But that's okay. a hard one for me. Obviously, I love skincare and I have a very, like, intense routine. Yeah, I was, like, writing this. I was, like, this is honestly kind of a mean question to ask. <laughs> it is, yeah. But I love mandelic. I'll be ride or die mandelic. <laughs> okay, amazing. Yeah. Well, I'd love to get to know a little bit more about you and your journey. And I know that you've had, like, your own skin journey as well. But um, if you're open to sharing a little bit about that, but also like how you got into like the holistic nutrition space and whether that was Mm. influenced by your skin journey or not, I'd love to learn more. Yeah. So I suffered from acne basically since I was 12 um, and they put me on the birth control pill at 12. So I'd had like one natural period um, before going on to synthetic hormones, which Mm -hmm. we can imagine fast forwarding 10 years being on the pill, getting off that without any prep work. It was a disaster. Um, crazy hormonal acne breakouts all over my face, neck, back, bum, like, and I'm talking like cystic painful, like can't even touch it, can't even sleep on a pillow without it pussing out and bleeding. Like 
you know, basically went zero to 60 overnight. Although I'd always kind of struggled with skin, even on the pill. Mm. Um, and I had just like exhausted basically every option under the sun. I went obviously to my doctor. I did the derm root. I did everything except Accutane essentially. That was just something I never felt comfortable doing no matter what. Um, and then every natural practitioner in any single space. So nutritionists, naturopaths, traditional Chinese medicine, um, and then I just did separate acupuncture as well. I, like I tried it all. Then I did estheticians. I did lasers. I did expensive treatments. I, the amount of money I spent on the wrong skincare, I don't even want to say, I, I say it all the time. I could probably have bought a car or put a down payment on the house for all the wrong things that I tried. Um, and this was like, I was 22 when I got off. So I'm like 25, 26 at this point, I'm still having these issues. And I got hormones tested you know, by the doctor in a different way. I did the Dutch test, like I did everything and no one could help me. And what I started to realize is like, no one really knows how to heal acne. No one really knows what it is. No one really gets the extent to which it can be. Um, and I was just at my wit's end being told these expensive protocols for it not to work, going on crazy restrictive diets like Candida for it not to work. Like it was just, I had had it. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to take control of this. I'm going to enroll in the Institute of Holistic Nutrition. I'm going to learn as much as I can about the body. There's got, I, cause I knew in my heart of hearts, even before this, it was hormonal. Everyone kept telling me it wasn't. I was like, I know my body. I know what's going on. It is hormonal. It's coming at the same time every month. It's flaring up with my period. Like I just know it is like, stop telling me no. Mm -hmm. And of course it was. And then I learned all about the body and was like, oh, wow, this is mind blowing. I've got how it's connected to my gut and my liver and my lymphatic system and my hormones coming off the birth control pill and my adrenal glands are all messed up because I had years of stress. And I started to kind of put things together. Also still realizing though, that there was such a big importance with external skincare as well. You had to have both, which didn't right. really exist with anyone I went to. Um, and then no one was talking about the psychological effects or the mindset part of it. And I'm, I was in a deep pit of depression over my skin. Like it took over my entire world mm -hmm. and no one cared about it. Right. You're going to a doctor. They're not even looking at you. You're bawling your eyes out. A naturopath doesn't really care if you hadn't experienced it. They don't get it. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where the get glow programs were born out of. It was basically, I created a program based on my actual education now what I wanted when I was healing that in the practitioner that I would have desperately wanted when I was going through that myself. So now basically I call it like the trifecta of acne healing. So you have internal. So I work with like nutrition and I work with food fear and I work with supplements and then I do external, which is all the skincare. And then I do mindset, which is all talking about the psychological triggers when it comes to skin, emotional support, ensuring that you're feeling heard and listened to. And that's kind of where I'm at now. Okay, amazing. You brought up so many good points, which I know we'll t like touch on all of those things. But one of the things I remember that was like a really big change for me as a nutritionist, like I knew that there was like something off of my hormones and my digestion. Like I went off the pill, like after years of being on it and my body was like, what is what happening? Is yeah, yeah, like literally what's happening. Crazy. I had been on like antibiotics for months at a time. Yeah. All of that, right? So like, I knew that that was like contributing to it, but I also remember like working with you and I was like, yeah, I'm like using this product and you're like, throw that out. And I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, yeah. this whole time I'm literally putting like just the worst things on my face thinking they're being helpful when in, they're not. And like, 
I mean, it's hard to know too, right? I'm sure you get it with like social media and people sharing random products. Mm-hmm. Everyone's so individual, but like, yep. yes, I definitely had to work on my gut health and my hormone health, but the, but the products, the products, yeah. it was crazy how quickly that changed my skin. Right? Yeah. And I think that, so that is exactly the issue. You go to a naturopath who says, put coconut oil on your face. Oh yeah. So you're balancing out things internally, but your skin's getting worse because you're not taking care of it. Like you have to have both. There has to be a bridge between both. Yeah. And can you talk a little bit too about like the actual products that not like you don't have to like tell me the ones you recommend and things like that, but just, I think a lot of people who are trying to do like the holistic route think it's, you know, putting like witch hazel like right up on their face and like all these different oils can actually worsen your symptoms oh my gosh yes instead of like helping them (laughs) so natural skincare um for acne is a no-go just because it's filled with so many oils and so the issue is is there's such a big divide between like medical grade skincare enthusiasts and natural skincare enthusiasts and like we need to find middle ground here there it's it everyone has a place in in healing skin mm-hmm. unfortunately for acne it's such a specific skin type that's so highly reactive and so susceptible to clogged pores that you have to be really cognizant of what you're putting on it in terms of pore clogging ingredients and there's like i in my foundations course and obviously my one to one clients i send a list it's like five pages of stuff that you you mm-hmm. wouldn't ever know right Yes. And so the other issue is in the beauty industry, there's no like labeling laws. So you can say on a product won't clog pores and it has coconut oil in it. So it's a landmine for people. Like if you didn't have the education and you weren't working with an expert, you would have no idea how to actually choose products carefully. But like in a very general sense, I definitely believe in medical grade skincare. I believe in chemical exfoliants. Um, mm-hmm. And then I also believe uh not in natural skincare for acne prone skin, unless you happen to find one without any pore clogging oils in it. I have yet to find something like that. And even so acne needs active ingredients. They need, it needs cellular turnover. It needs to unclog all the pores, you know, slathering something with none of that on there or slathering like food on your face, which is this other trend in the natural world. Like please just don't do it. That's my opinion. I'm sorry. I have a 95% success rate. I feel like I can say that at this point. Yeah, totally. Don't do it. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah. Yeah. And like, that's the thing too, right? It's like so hard in like the holistic space. It's like, if you're like not suffering from acne and you want to, you know, use certain products and that's what you feel called to, it's like, that's fine. People that have like acne, I think it's like, you're limited, unfortunately. It just is what it is. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You can't just use anything. It doesn't work that way. Like it's just the skin type that you have. And if you embrace it and learn how to work with it, you're all good. And then you just don't have to change things. I think the biggest thing people get like tempted. And this is also, I think a rule that the beauty industry came up with. Like you have to change your skincare every couple months or you have to like change with the seasons. Like for sure. If you're in like Canada where it's winter, let's add some hydrating products in. Absolutely fine. But mm-hmm. you do not need to re uphold your whole skincare routine every single like six months. And it, like, it just, it's, it's not real. So yeah. once you find something that works, just stick with it. That's all. Don't get tempted by Sephora sales, and bloggers, <laughs> and influencers to switch it up because that's when disaster hits. And every time my clients come with me, they're like, I broke out because I use this product and this mask. I'm like, well, never use anything I don't recommend, please. And you won't break out. Yeah. If you're like, just stick to the list. Stick to the list. And yeah. you should be good. Yeah. Um, 
can you explain to like direct acids because I remember like learning more about them and I was like this sounds so aggressive but it was funny I remember I think I was still living at home I was like in between like I was like I remember looking at my mom after like two days of using them and we were both like what is happening like like it's been two days and my skin's like glowing yeah yeah. And I was like, here I am, like, I'm so scared to, like, put them on my face, like, it's going to burn off or something. Yeah, well, that's the unfortunate, like, the connotation with acid is, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, burn your skin off. They can be super, super gentle. So, like, la- lactic acid, mandelic acid, they're super, super gentle. They're hydrating even. Um, you want to start small and slow and see whatever. T- again, I, I don't, I usually would always recommend seeing someone who knows what they're doing. Because, again, it can cause a lot of irritation if it's used incorrectly. Um, they're just chemical exfoliants. So instead of like using one of those, you know, the St. Ives apricot scrub or using one of those stupid Clarisonic brushes, this is chemically still like unclogging the pores, cellular turnover and giving you that glow because the skin is shedding off that way. Mm, Interesting. That's Mm. actually, I like that you brought up the like apricot scrub and like the face brush and stuff because like I went from like highs and lows, I think in terms of like skincare, and I'm only saying myself because I also know a lot of women have probably done this where it's like, I probably also spent so much money on like drugstore, like face washes and like different types of products thinking that it was like, it had to be only what I was putting on my skin, not what's going on internally. And then I went to the, oh, it's definitely all internal. I have to use all natural to like, (sighs) no, I actually need like a mix of both. Yeah. It's that either or mindset. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I mean, I see it all the time. And also I see why so many treatments fail, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I have an, an intake with a one-to-one client and I'm obviously going over everything that they've done and we talk about every single thing that they've tried. And if I've had clients that have had, a, you know, almost 20 year skin journey with this, mm-hmm. everything was either or, either or. So it never worked because there was not connection. Like I can't stress it enough. You need to have all of those components to heal skin. Like I, like a hundred percent. Yes. And before we kind of get into like the hormone digestion and that sort of thing, can you also talk about like actual, what do you call them? Like I thought medical procedures, but like, you know, like skincare, like, um, like peels and stuff? things like that. Yeah. Like what are good? Like what yeah. isn't good? Cause I'm assuming there's probably a lot that you're like, that can actually worsen it. Whereas like this might be good for like healing or like scarring and that kind of thing. Yeah. So I generally like, don't tell my clients to do anything until we've gotten the acne under control. Mm -hmm. So that is just through balancing out everything that we need to internally, the proper skincare routine for them. Cause otherwise it's just kind of a waste of money. Um, you have to be really careful if you've got active breakouts. I honestly probably wouldn't recommend much if you've got active big breakouts, like closed comedones, like the little bumps, the skin colored bumps, the raised bumps, those are fine. Cause those can just easily kind of come out with something like a hydrofacial. Um, but when it's irritated, just don't, don't even attempt it. Um, and then more like when you're in the healing post post phase where you're still like breaking out a little bit, but it's not that like prominent, um, hydrofacial is my number one. And then a mix of chemical peels, but I wouldn't do salicylic acid. I would do glycolic lactic or mix. Um, and then for scarring and like maintenance, I would do microneedling. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Is that what I think it is? Like. Yeah, it's like a little pen with tiny little needles and they numb your face and then they kind of make little pricks and holes in the skin. And what it does is it it tricks the skin into thinking there's a wound. So it'll produce extra collagen and fill in the scars. Oh, that is so interesting. Yeah, it's really cool. I, I actually don't. It's funny. Like I'm so interested in skincare, 
but I'm like one of those people that like never put that much attention into it until I met you and I was like yeah oh my gosh I need to stop using witch hazel and like putting random yeah. stuff on my face but like yeah lessons can, learned like, lessons freaking learned and it's so <laughs> funny because like I remember like going to like my friend's place it's like we're having a girls weekend I'm like pulling out all my products that you recommended and they're like who are you? Like what happened to you? I was like, I'm a changed woman. <laughs> I love that. My clients always say that to me too. They're like, I went from zero to like all this stuff. And like, I'm, you're so proud of me. Like, look, I'm on this vacation. I still brought it all. I'm like, yes, because it is consistency, right? Like you do once you commit and once you feel how your skin is on the proper products, you don't ever go back. You're like, you're it. Mm, yeah. Another really key thing that I want to talk about too, is like the mindset work. Um, mm. in terms of like, I feel like accepting where you are at in your journey and also like moving forward because I think there's a lot of fear around like is it going to come back I assume or like can I eat this or whatever it is mm -hmm. and like I even had a call this morning with a client and like they have like celiac and they're like mm -hmm. like sensitive to so many foods and like they're just at that point where they're like don't even want to eat because they're just like so overwhelmed and I'm assuming you probably experience that too in your practice and even more yeah. so with like having to deal with like this is on my face and I actually have to see this in the mirror every day. Yeah. Oh man, this is such a big topic. Where to even start? Um, okay. Let's start with food fear. Cause that's, that's yeah. like a really, really big one. Um, what I, I have a very different approach when it comes and I'm a nutritionist, like, don't get me wrong. I understand the value in food. I think it's healing. I think it's medicine. Um, I, again, I understand the importance. However, I think the natural world's done a really bad job of demonizing all of those foods. So, you know, sugar, dairy, soy, everything yummy, quote unquote, normal. And what happens when you do that is you do instill fear in people that it's going to have a causal effect when it doesn't always, unless you have an allergy. If you're celiac, oh my God, I'm not referring to you with gluten. Please just steer clear. If you got an allergy, if you eat something and it makes you have hives or it gives you terrible upset stomach, steer clear of it. It's your body's way of communicating. That's not for you. Mm -hmm. However, for most people who don't have issues with these foods, everything in moderation is more than okay. And so what I see is there's so much BS there that, you know, dairy and sugar cause acne. Mm -hmm. If it were that simple, no one would have acne. Let me just... <laughs> Are you kidding? We'd all give it up and it would be everyone had clear, beautiful skin. Totally. Yeah, right. Like I just, it's such bullshit. Excuse yeah. me. No. What happens is people get so stressed out eating these foods that they break out because they're like, oh my God, oh my God, do I have a pimple? Do I have a pimple? I ate one block of cheese and rushing to the mirror and the next day they can't sleep. And like, it's this whole freaking thing. So it ends up being the stress with the food, not the food itself. And so I work with that so much in practice where I have had people come to me being like, well, I can't eat eggs. I can't like crazy stuff. And at the, we work, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to go zero to 60 with them. We work really, really slowly basically mm -hmm. by me saying I'm an acne expert. If I'm telling you to eat this, I would be out of business if it didn't work. Right. Why would I tell you something that wasn't going to heal your skin? I mean, it wouldn't make sense for me. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that permission for people and to like have someone in this space who is an expert on acne, tell you it's okay, can really shift your focus. Um, and then at the end of it, they're eating everything they want in moderation. So I like 70, 30 approach. That's the balance that I like to have. And most mm -hmm. of my clients adhere to as well. 
which means you're having the best of both worlds. You're not overdoing it, but you're still like having a normal life. Like food is the center of so many things. It's, you know, family events, going out, things are different with COVID, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Normally going to restaurants, going to bars and having a drink or a glass of wine and cheese with girlfriends, like going on a first date, having like an ice cream cone, like it's just such a big part of our culture and society. And like to feel like you have to miss out on that is just like not fair because you have acne. I just think it's, you know, not a thing. So I work really hard with that. And it's like very dear to my heart because I've seen so many women be super restrictive and get into eating disorders. And if I can avoid that, I will avoid that till I blew in the face. Yeah. And like, it's huge too. When I work with people like gut health issues, cause they get like the food sensitivity test and I'm yeah. like, been there, done that. And like, it's, I mean, I have to be careful. Cause like for some people it's like their gut issues are so severe that like they need that time to heal, yeah. but they think that they can never eat those foods again. And exactly. it's like, or if they do have like, like, oh, I accidentally ate something that was gluten-free, but it had rice in it and I can't have rice that like, I think the stress from that alone yeah. is actually what exasperated their reaction. 100%. They didn't even know that they were sensitive to rice like two days ago and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, it was the rice. And I'm like, was it the rice or was it like the, the stress. stress behind it? It's always it? the stress. It's always, always, always the stress. Yeah. It's like people are like, yeah, I almost feel bloated, like going into dinner. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, cause you're overthinking it and your body's just like reacting in that way when it's probably not actually the food, it's probably more mental, which is so easy to like say, like, just like, oh, it's just mental. You need to like stress less, but like, ha, if it were that no. easy. yeah, like that is a long process. Um, how do you work with clients in terms of like accepting where they are at in their journey in terms of their acne because obviously some people I'm sure it's a longer process than others and oh yeah it's like you know loving yourself where you're at yeah so that's another huge struggle people have and that's not an easy one to fix like that's a lot of support for me um one-to-one and then I have come up with like specific kind of journal exercises for them to work through on their own time every day Um, I really, I really stress the importance of that because, so for me, obviously I want them to have clear skin, but I want them to have acne freedom more. Mm -hmm. And so acne freedom is basically like, it's a term that I've coined. Basically that means like all the chains of acne, like heavily weighing down on every single decision that they make. I want them to be free of that. Mm -hmm. So that means the mental work is to me more important than actually clearing their skin. Because if you don't find self-love now, you're, you're never going to get there. So even when we get you clear, what will happen is there's kind of skin dysmorphia going on. So if they're not dealing with the mental component of things and like really disengaging from the narratives that they're going to always have acne um, that their, you know, their skin is always bad, that it's going to come back, that their beauty and self-worth is determined by their skin. If we don't fix that, it's not just magically disappearing when their skin gets clear because then there's scarring and then there's inevitably going to be breakouts in their lives again. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not set for that, then it's, it's just going to spiral back into that deep, dark place, um, where there's that hyper-focus and everything. So the journal exercises are really key. My one-to-one support for my uh, clients is really key. I have like a Facebook group that I just started for um, them to a a community kind of to connect with one another, which is also working out to be really, really cool. My hope is that that gets like 10 times bigger and people can, you know, connect all over the world and who knows, hopefully like meet up one day, right? When this is 
Um, so yeah, that's kind of, that's a big part of my program and a big, yeah, yeah. Almost, I, again, arguably the most important. Yeah, no, I love that you have that approach in terms of like, like you said, those like three pillars, like yeah. you know, the external products, the mindset, and then obviously more of like, you know, the nutrition, hormone, mm. digestive things. Supplements, yeah. Oh, All yeah, that supplements. good stuff. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things I really want to talk about, because I suspect it's probably pretty common in your practice, are hormone and gut imbalances and how that can, you know, mm. be connected to acne. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know it's like a huge thing, but like even okay. just with like yeah. whether it's hormones or something you see commonly, like you mentioned birth control coming yeah. off the pill or being on the pill is like huge. Yeah. So the biggest thing is that like you want to ensure that your organs of elimination um, mm-hmm. are working properly. And if they're not, mainly the gut, because you're actually, that's where you're actually pooping it out. Like sure, we sweat out from the lymphatic system, but it's not at all the same as as making sure we're having bowel movements every day. Um, so that's kind of like the first thing that I'm looking at is what your current diet is obviously. And if you're having gut issues, like mainly, are you pooping every day? Are you bloated? Like what's going on here? Mm -hmm. Um, so ensuring that we're getting that moving smoothly and then ensuring that we're supporting all the other digestive organs. And then sometimes the hormonal balances, they lift just by themselves, but just giving those organs the support that they need. Oftentimes, especially if birth control is involved, we need to kind of go in there and and go deeper with like specific supplements to balance everything out. But again, there's a certain way of doing things in the body. And I'm only going to do that at the point where we've balanced out everything first and then seeing if we're still having issues or have they resolved themselves. The second biggest, I would say like probably 80% of my practice is hormonal acne. Um, because most of us have been on some form of birth control in our lives. Um, And even if we haven't, we're just like exposed to so many chemicals and like endocrine disruptors in our foods and our plastics and all this household products, beauty products, you know, thinking of before we kind of knew better, before our parents knew better, like what we were eating and like putting on our bodies and like cleaning our houses with, like, Mm -hmm. It, it that's crazy. No wonder we all have hormonal issues. No, like it's no kidding. Um, so yeah, that, and then transitioning women safely off of the pill is that there is a proper way to do that. Um, and if you've had acne issues before the pill, you are absolutely breaking out in cystic acne after I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't do it alone. Just don't, don't even waste your time doing it alone. You can't, you won't understand it and you will be miserable. So just invest in an expert to do it with you properly. You will end up saving so much time, tears, painful, scarring post breakout. Just do it the right way. So it's like two to three months of prep work where again, you're supporting all of those organs that were kind of getting decimated by the pill, namely the liver and the gut, getting all those vitamins and nutrients back and getting you back to like a solid place because the pill just depletes so much and then getting you off and balancing out the hormones with the proper supplementation above and beyond that while also making sure you're on skincare that's legit because that's the... Yeah. Like, are you, or are you slathering oil? Cause when you're on the pill, you get away with a lot more on your skin just because sebum production's down. Yes. But then when you're off people are like, my skin's so oily and reactive. It's because that's your actual skin. The pill was hiding it, right? The pill is like this nasty little thing that just is a bandaid for a bullet wound, like pretending you're good when you're not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like too, that you mentioned like working with someone to like transition yes. off the pill because um, I've had clients that have come to me and they're like, yeah, I just stopped taking the pill. And I'm like, I'm like, I almost like panic. Scrambling. Like, yeah. I'm like, ah, like, obviously I don't want them to like, they've been off for like three weeks and then jump back on. Like, no. but at the same time, it's like, 
you know, people, and it's not their fault. They're not educated. No, there's such a lack of education. Like that's what I think frustrates me the most is like, I just wish that women or like young women typically sometimes like pre-teen children. It should be a module in sex ed courses. I can't believe it's not. Like, I think, you know what, like, I'd never judge anyone that's on the birth control pill and that decides to stay on. I think we should all have that choice of what we want, but like, we should also have like been educated. Like my mom, like she willingly put me on it when I was young because I was having such severe cramping. Mm -hmm. If she would have known how much it would have like impacted me while on and then coming off, obviously she would have never done it. But like, yeah, that was just the way of things back then too. Everyone was on the pill. Everyone, everyone. So now it's like everyone, you know, in their thirties or late twenties, like are trying to get off it. And they're like, Oh my God, what (laughs) is happening? And it's like, it's spreading. We have like so many great resources that are like pushing for it. But you know, at the end of the day, the lack of knowledge that I come across every day is severe. Like it's, it's still not enough. And I think we're in this very privileged circle of education when it comes mm-hmm. to this. We're nutritionists. We're in the natural world. Our entire feed is usually with fellow people in this space. But if you're just like a run of the mill, like you don't have that education, like you're not getting exposed to any of this unless you have like a friend or family member, or like you just happen to love an influencer that has the proper education, but it's really tough to find. Um, so that's the thing. Like I will have clients be like, well, I'm not going to get off the birth control. And I, I'm always like, okay. And then we have the conversation. They're like, oh my God, I'm going to get off the birth control pill. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I didn't understand that. And I always give them resources. I give them books. I'm like, make up your mind. This is, this is like no pressure. This is not my decision. This is yours. They, mm-hmm. Every single one of them has gotten off. And I love that. It makes me so happy because we do get to balance out their hormones. You know, so many of my clients have then gotten pregnant. Like it's, yeah. it's pretty special. Yeah, no, for sure. And so you recommend like working with someone about like two to three months before you even yeah. you stop taking it, right? Yeah. So yeah. can you explain why that is in a little bit more detail other than just like the nutrient depletion? Because I feel like that's where like I'm, sometimes I'm sure you get like this too as a nutritionist, you have to like step back and be like, well, this just seems obvious to me. But to yeah. the average person, they're like, what do you mean I have to like support my liver? Yeah. So basically like I explain it as say you were like, you know, no one's going to see this video, but I'm putting my hand in the middle of the air here. Okay. And this is your baseline. And then you went off the pill and my other hand's dropping way down below to my desk. Mm -hmm. So that's where you are right now being on the pill for a couple years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever you're at. So what the pill does over time is it does wreak havoc on the gut. It wreaks havoc on the good bacteria in the gut. So that's problematic. Mm -hmm. guys, which is problematic. It's a pill. It's a synthetic hormone that your liver has to work really, 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 really hard to detoxify out and poop out properly. Are you even doing that? Mm -hmm. So then you've got all this excess estrogen, fake estrogen stuck in the bowels and the body. It's getting re-upcycled. It's causing other issues. So we need to make sure that both of those things are supported. Mm -hmm. And then the pill also depletes all these really key vitamins and minerals in the body too that are really important for things like fertility and skin. So we need that prep work to bring you back up to that base balance. And that's kind of how I explain it to my clients. So we got to bring you up to a position of strength before we even attempt getting off of it. Because once you get off of it, your hormones are going to go haywire as is. So you have to also be kind of on top of it with it, a professional that uses the right combinations of supplements to ensure that that transition through balancing out the certain hormones is smooth. And that is how we do it. Like I, I've, I have a hundred percent success rate in getting women off the pill without breakouts. It's 
knock on wood, I hope it stays that way. Um, but that's because we do it in a very specific way. And I will never get, I will never rush to get someone off. I also will never get someone off that's fearful and that thinks they're going to break out. I will work on them with their mindset until they're excited. And if that means an extra two months, it means an extra two months, but I don't rush the process in that way. Oh, I love that approach. That's like, cause I remember too, there was a lot of fear for myself personally, like going off of it, even though I yeah. knew it wasn't good for me. Like that yeah. was like not the issue, right? It was like, yeah. I already had finished like nutrition schooling. It was like, I was using the excuse of like convenience of like, oh, well, it's really nice to know when I'm getting my period during like grad school and blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, yeah, I don't think, you know, I'll just wait till I'm done university. Like kept pushing it off, but really it was mindset. It was like, I don't want to get cramps. I don't want to have breakouts, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like, had I known it would have been a lot more helpful for me to like have that like longer term support before and also going off. And that's, yeah, that's exactly the thing. It actually doesn't have to be scary. Just work with someone. Like yeah. that's the bottom line. It, it doesn't have to be hard or, or awful or anything. You'll end up feeling 10 times better because you're going to be balanced out properly with the right support. So with that, yeah, like really, really key to do it correctly and not rush the process. Yeah. And do you ever have clients that kind of have that like all or nothing mentality in terms of like, they want to do all the supplements right away. They want to do like all the gut stuff, all the hormone stuff at once. And you're like, no, no, no. We are very good at, at like listening to, cause I give very deep explanations as to why. And so I, when I'm always explaining to them, like why we're doing it in that order, they're very, they're, Mm -hmm. they agree with it. Um, and I, yeah, I haven't had anyone um, want to go balls to the wall. I, cause I think too, that's like, I always say we don't go balls to the wall in this approach. It's cause otherwise you're flooding with like too much things going on. So I think as long as you're giving people the proper explanation, which again is lacking, if you're just like Googling it on a blog, um, they're, they're pretty good. Okay. Amazing. Now, one other thing I want to talk about too, is like we've talked about birth control, but obviously there's other like hormone imbalances that can mm-hmm. impact acne. So can you explain yeah. to me what some of those are? Like, I'm just thinking of like, um, like PCOS, for example, and how that can show up differently for women. Yeah. yeah. So like oftentimes, yeah, PCOS, endometriosis, um, but a lot of those times too, that's because they've been on the pill for years and years and years. The pill yeah. usually, or IUD comes up in almost all cases. Mm-hmm. Um, testosterone's another really, really big one. So elevated testosterone or DHT. Um, if you have had thyroid issues or adrenal issues, all of that's going to negatively impact the sex hormones as well. Um, mm-hmm. especially if you've got elevated cortisol and you're all over the map with that. So there's a lot you have, that's what I mean. You do really have to look at it holistically. Um, because if you're just looking at it, like one little hormone at a time, but not thinking about, Oh, this person's had like five traumas in their life. They're literally in a perpetual state of fight or flight. Their cortisol's pumping in the opposite patterns as we want. Like it's not going to cut it. You got to also address the adrenal. So I think like that's, that's the thing, like diving deep into this with people who like really have the education to like pick up on the symptoms mm-hmm. is so key. What, rather than like floundering along, like reading blog to blog to blog with people who maybe aren't in a position, I think you know, Instagram scares me. I'm not going to lie to you. Anyone can claim to be anything. And I've seen so many horror stories from my clients that have worked with coaches or acne experts in the space that have no 
designation to be giving out supplement advice. And I've had, there's one that just gives out like this huge, like huge list of supplements on a word doc. And I, it was a pregnant client and they were saying to use herbs and like that could have harmed the baby. Like it really could have been so serious. So watch out. Like I just be careful. I think we're so, we're so gung ho on numbers and the person to listen to has to have over 10,000 followers. And it's just not true. Some of the people with a million followers have no education to back up their claims. They're not even using the products. They're just using it as a money sell. Like you just like be wary. And I think the biggest thing, and I just like, I've seen such heartbreak through clients having wasted so much money on the wrong people. Again, that weren't at all having the right credentials. Cause I could put in my bio anything I wanted. True. No one's policing me. Yeah. No one, and are people like, are people being like, Oh, can I see your certificate? Yeah. <laughs> people don't even know what a CNP is, which is a certified nutritional practitioner. They're yeah. certainly not asking me for my certificate, but I could absolutely send it to them. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I just want you to always ask what their designation is, ask for testimonials if they don't have them. Also, if they don't have them and they don't have a ton of before and afters, alert, alert mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. up. You do not need to be working with someone. Um, but yeah, those are just like, I've, it's been, it's heartbreaking for me to see so many women having like gone through all of that garbage really to have their skin be so much worse. And to be told really, really scary advice when it comes to supplements and skincare. Yeah, that herb like the like and the, so scary, like, so so scary. Yeah, like, I told her right away. I was like, get off everything immediately and like get into the doctor and get an ultrasound because it you don't mess with that. Like you don't mess with supplements in pregnancy. You don't. And like, was that like? I mean, not to like pry like on this person, but like, was that like a one on one program that they were actually taking part in, or did they just like download like a? No, it was doctor. like it was like a like an acne coach, but she does like, she doesn't individualize the, the program. Oh, it's like very okay. generic. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. There's lots. And I'm, I'm never going to name names or do anything. No, no, like no, no. My style, but I just say it because I've seen it happen to so many women. I don't want it to happen to you. So like, just be cautious out there. Instagram's a weird, weird, weird world. You really want to be going off of more websites to me. And yes. make sure that that's all legitimate um, over followers because that means nothing. It means nothing. Yeah. And it's also just like strange times too, because when you think about it, like sometimes instead of using Google, I'll like literally look something up on like Instagram. I'm like trying to find someone or something, which is like, what a weird like transition, right? So it's like, that wasn't even the reality. I would say like, I'm trying to think of when I even got Instagram. I think I was I like, know, like a couple <laughs> years ago. well, I mean, I didn't really get into it for until a couple of years ago for yeah. sure. like, not like two years. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So it's like, even the way we're looking up information is like changing, not oh, even yeah. just like, yeah, like what we're actually seeing, but like how we're actually finding experts and things like that. Like I, I'm sure you probably find it interesting too. It's like how people come to you and find you as like a practitioner and you're like oh my gosh like they found me through like Instagram like Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. kind of wild and like I had someone that responded to me from like an Instagram reel you know what I mean yeah 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 it's I know like there's positives and negatives to it right at the end of the day and there's so many amazing beautiful resources out there but there's also a lot of bad seeds so you just got to be cautious 
I could have just been like a random person that like wasn't actually like certified. You know what I mean? Well, like- but that's, that's <laughs> happening all the time. It's, it's, it's truly terrifying. And like, how is it for clients too? Because I think this kind of goes back to like the mindset piece of like social media and like constantly seeing people like filters on their face. And yeah. like, I don't even know anything about like Facetune, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like things like that, that are creating these unre- unrealistic expectations in terms of what skin actually looks like. It's even people that don't have acne, it's like, you still have like pores. And, pores, like, of course. Like- <laughs> yeah. Um, so the acne community is really, really great. It's really, really big. Um, and there's so many accounts now, like even from when I like started my account that are really forthcoming and, and take really filter free pictures. So most of my clients are really heavily embedded in that. It's a really cool community. Cool. I wish I had had that so, so badly. Um, and I think the best tip is that you just unfollow people that don't make you feel good. As, if it's like a gut thing where you're like, oh, every time you see their face, and you can't kind of like compartmentalize this isn't real. This isn't real. Because I think I, everyone gets tricked into it being like, huh, how does your, how does your skin look so good? How's your waist so small? Like yeah. it's not real, but it's still, it's, it's an image that we're just exposed to all day, every day. So like we, it's hard to blur the line. So I do get people to just like cut anyone out and then you know, like having things like the support group and stuff for like, you know, my, they'll, they'll post like selfies in the support group too. And be like, I'm feeling great today. And they'll have a huge breakout and it'll be like awesome. Um, and so, and I try to share that too. Like I'll always yeah. be like, yeah, like my skin's clear, but I still have tons of hyperpigmentation, tons of ice pick scars. Like, like it's not ever going to be perfect. And I think like we just need to stop with that notion that perfection even exists because mm-hmm. there was like a, a really huge, oh God, I'm not going to remember her name, but she was a huge influencer and she finally just shared her acne journey. You would never know. You would ne- and it was severe acne for a couple of years because she had so many filters on her face and she was like, I'm done. Like, I'm just done. Here's my journey kind of thing. And her skin's like, oh, she shared it because it is much better now, but yeah. you don't know what's going on. So like, that's what's scary about it. And I, understand not everyone feels comfortable sharing that. And it, it's mm-hmm. like, it is tough. Um, but I think we need to become more accepting of it in order for it to be like, why is it so scary? Why should it be tough? It's just your skin. You're mm-hmm. still, you're still beautiful. Right. So we have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of like work to have like acne featured in campaigns and featured in movies without covering it up with slathering it up with makeup, not having the kid with acne be the loser in all the movies and like not have any friends because they have their pizza mm-hmm. face and like all the negative connotations. Like so many people suffer from acne. Like if you look around and you're walking, if you actually pay attention, like probably 60, 70% of people have blemishes on their face. It's so normal. Yes. And it's like funny though, cause like you can be so critical on yourself and like not even notice it on other people. Like you mm-hmm. literally like, I'm the only one with acne. I'm the only one with like, do, like dealing with this. But look around. It's so like, true. Just, like, look around at the park. Like look around when you're walking, like understand that like, we're all just like human beings. Like our, yeah. our, you know, like even people with quote unquote, like clear flawless skin, they have pores, they have texture. Like it's normal. We have to, yeah, we have, we have we have work to do, but we're going the right direction. Absolutely. Yeah. One thing I want to talk about too, is like makeup. Cause it's kind of goes along with like, you know, not choosing necessarily natural, like makeup. Yeah, don't choose natural makeup. On yeah. But also, you know, where's that fine line of like, you know, using it and like feeling good about using makeup, but also not using it as like a crutch. Yeah. So 
Makeup to me should be used however the hell you want to use it. So especially at the beginning. So here's the thing with the, with the acne movement. I think it, it makes some people who are not ready to show their bare face or go out with their bare face, like bad that they're not there yet. And I don't think that that's fair. I want, I think everyone needs to get to the place where whatever they need to do to make themselves feel beautiful and confident, they're going to do. So less pressure on, I have acne, so I have to be your face because I have to be comfortable because I am beautiful either way before you're ready kind of defeats the purpose because you're stressed out about it. You don't feel good. Right. Mm -hmm. So everyone is going to get to that point in a different timeline and that's okay. And I think makeup or no makeup, obviously you're beautiful, but like, I think there has to stop being this either or like whatever you want to do that day, whatever you're feeling that day, like you shouldn't feel ashamed for covering it up. And you also shouldn't feel ashamed for not. And yeah. whatever that means in between that, that's what you should kind of like adhere to. And I think like I did a post about that and like a lot of people were kind of like having that conversation where they, they were like, yeah, like I feel pressured to go out bare faced and not wear makeup before I'm ready. And I'm just not there yet. So like, thanks for saying that it's okay. Like it's of course it's okay. Like for me too, when I was going through it, if I didn't cover it up, I would obsess about it. So for me, it was actually better for me to just put some makeup on, kind of rock my hairdo and like get out of the house and go, right? Mm -hmm. Because if I was just letting it be bare and I ca caught myself in the mirror, or I caught myself in a car reflection, I'd be like, oh, I'm hideous and start spiraling. If it just was covered up, I'd be like, oh yeah, good to go, girl. You know, it's like they're, it's so different. Yeah, I agree. Like I actually feel like I went to the extreme of like, I'm trying not to put things on my face. So it was like, okay, you know, then I would like, again, I'd catch myself in like, maybe not like the best lighting, but like, even if I had makeup on, I probably wouldn't look good. And I was like, yeah. oh, like then you start stressing about it. And now it's like, it feels nice some days to be like, I want to put on makeup and then I'm not going to pick up my random zit because exactly. I'm not going to notice it. Exactly. Which is like, yeah, that, I think that's, that's the biggest thing, right? Do whatever makes you feel good that day and it can change day to day. Yeah, for sure. Well, in terms of where people can find you and connect with you, because again, I think that one-on-one -on -one work is so important, doing something individualized, mm -hmm. personal skincare, mindset, supplements, food. Um, so if people want to work with you or do the Get Glow program, where can mm -hmm. they find you? Yeah. So my website is www.getglowto.com. I need to drop the TO because everyone reads it as Get Glow too. And it doesn't ever make sense. It was the biggest, like I was so, it was like right when I was out of fresh at a nutrition school, I'm like, this rhymes, it's awesome. And now it's like the death of me. Cause no, they're like, get glow two is coming on the podcast. I'm like, Tio, Tio. and no one, unless you're from Toronto gets Tio. They're like, what is it? Anyways, we are doing a rebranding eventually. Um, my Instagram is getglow.t.o. Um, and yeah, that's where you can kind of reach out. And I do have a foundations program as well. Um, that's more of like a course that's like kind of just like a really good start into dipping your toe into holistic acne healing. And then if you ever want to upgrade to work one-to-one, -one, you can. And I have really exciting things coming up with my program too. It's going to be like a completely overhauled thing. So stay tuned for that. Amazing. Well, we'll have to share that when the when yeah. it goes live. And yeah. thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I know this is going to be really helpful for a lot of women listening. And yeah, I hope so. Yeah, and I'm, my DMs are always open, so please feel free to reach out whenever, and we can always chat and see what works. Amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. 
Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. And don't forget to join the conversation over on socials at Simply Nick Nutrition and online at simplynicknutrition.com.